our Final Fantasy VII and Castlevania similar? Well, the answer is, we're talking about both on this episode of the Gaming and Chill podcast. Before we begin, this episode is sponsored by Humble Bundle. So, the Final Fantasy VII Remake demo dropped today. And I played it in one sitting. And let me say, it is fantastic. It is amazing. I was kind of on the fence about Final Fantasy VII, to be honest. Uh, even the original game. I liked it, I played it a lot as a kid, but as an adult, it just didn't grab me. I didn't have nearly the same amount of nostalgia as a lot of people did. I was more of a Final Fantasy VI person. So when the remake of Seven was announced, I was like, cool, but I don't have, like, a chocobo in that race. I don't really super care a lot. However, after playing the demo of the, for the remake... I am a believer. I am sold on this game. The art in and of itself is fantastic. The art is amazing. It looks like a real anime. Which is to say, this game is an anime. The music for this game is also really good. It is all orchestrated. It sounds amazing. Everything has been remastered perfectly. It's just awesome. I really liked it. The demo was not too long. It was just the right amount of time to make you go, Hey, I'm kind of into this. It starts off like blowing up the first reactor. Spoilers. And you get a good couple handful of like mini bosses you get a real boss, you get an escape sequence. It just feels good. It plays well. The controls were intuitive. It didn't hold your hand constantly going, hey, just as a reminder, you got to do this. Hey, just as a reminder. It was like, hey, here's some of the, here's the new controls. Here's some of the new mechanics. Here you go. Have fun. You are on your own. Like, the in-game banter for the characters kind of clues you in on some of the mini-bosses and bosses' weaknesses of, like, man, our swords aren't doing anything. Man, we should try magic. Makes you go, I should try magic. Instead of sitting there going, okay, well, what's it weak to? All right, swords? No. Magic? Yes. Thunder? Sure. Fire? Definitely. It makes you go, cool. I'm going to start at magic i'm gonna do this so it reinforces some things for you it doesn't just here you go here's the boss battle good luck i hope you make it sort of attitude i don't like that sort of attitude in games of like hope you make it hope you figure it out okay bye it gives you information so like i said i was very much on the fence of whether or not I was actually going to be getting the game. But now that I've played the demo, which you can download from PlayStation for free, and, and you should, 
It is an amazing game. And you can download it. So I think I'm probably going to buy the collector's edition for the for the money it takes. Because A, you get some awesome summoning stuff. But B, I love Final Fantasy. Like, Final Fantasy VI is my favorite. Final Fantasy XIV is the game I play the most, the most often. So when this game comes out, it'll be like breathing in fresh air. It's less of Final Fantasy VII, more of just a new Final Fantasy. It is so different from the original that, honestly, it might as well have been a brand new game. And at, with the amount of content they're adding, it is going to be a brand new game. It's not just going to be like a, yeah, we slapped on some new skin, we, you know, updated some mechanics, but uh, here you go. It is a brand new game. I doubt there is any surviving code that was carried over. It's a brand new game. So I am all about a brand new Final Fantasy game. Is it relying upon nostalgia to sell? Yes, but no. Because I'm super happy to be playing this game. Listening to the music brought me back to when I first heard it as a kid. Yeah, I didn't have super strong memories, you know, playing it brand new from the PlayStation. It brought me back, though, which I think is amazing when a video game is able to bring you back to a simpler time. I actually rather enjoyed it. So, if you are on the fence about picking up Final Fantasy VII when it comes out, go play the demo. Go play it right now. Go download it. Start the download right now. Finish this podcast and enjoy the rest of the game. I highly recommend that you do that because I don't think that you're going to regret it at all. This episode of the Gaming and Chill podcast is brought to you by Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is an online game retailer. Each week, they have brand new bundles that last for only a limited amount of time. And with Humble Bundle Monthly, for a flat fee each month, you gain access to over $100 worth of games for only $13. A game I received was Soul Calibur 6, which normally retails at nearly $60. And I got it and several other highly rated games for the low price of $13. If you love games as much as I do, do yourself a favor and get Humble Bundle Monthly using the link down in the description or by using the link on our website. Not only will you be getting amazing games for yourself, you'll also be able to support the podcast. Back to the show. Switching gears to Castlevania, Castlevania Season 3 dropped on March 5th, yesterday as of day of recording. And it's pretty good. I like it. It's not as good as Season 2. But here's why. Here's my reason why. Season 3, spoiler alert, ends the same way Season 2 does. Person watching over a castle, going on fighting bad guys and an ever sense of looming dread over the horizon. And characters being captive to other people. Is that groundbreaking? No. Is it good? Yes. Because there's a lot of things that happen during that time. A lot of things you go, ooh, that's going to happen. This is going to do do this. 
And it does. And it feels good to be able to go, ooh, I called that. Ooh. There are only a couple of gripes I really do have with the season. And my biggest gripe, and weirdly enough, is the fact that it ends basically the same way Season 2 does. It feels like they were setting up for Season 4. Less than they were, you know, doing a full story. It sets up some ideas that I think they're going to be executed on later of, like, Dracula. With If you've played any Castlevania game, you know he's constantly being brought back. So what's going to happen there? St. Germain has been referenced, to say the least. And as you know, a time traveler in the Castlevania series. So, hey, what's going to happen with that? There's a lot of setup. Now we just need to see a lot more delivery. That's not a bad thing. It's just one of those like, okay, cool. There's a lot more violence in this season, which if that's your thing, great. For me, it was a lot more action. Means generally means a lot more action, which I like action. There was actual sex scenes in this show in this episode season, which, while unnecessary, they were not wholeheartedly fan service because it was used to show character interaction. I don't want to spoil it all too well. But it showed a lot of betrayal. A lot of Game of Thrones ideas in there of like, hey, people are using uh, titillation as a tool, as a weapon. Now, some people might be like, nah, I'm not going to watch it because of that. Give it a watch. The season as a whole is good. Like I said, I only have a couple gripes. I love Castlevania, though. So is that me looking at it with rose-colored glasses probably absolutely yes but at the same time i think it's in unresponsible to say it's terrible i've seen some people online who are going it's terrible and i'm like no it's not i enjoyed it i never stopped and went yeah this is the samey i enjoyed it it was only looking at the whole season i was like eh, it ended about the same as season two everything inside wasn't the same but it ended about the same season two which is not bad. If you enjoy the ride along the show, the, the season, the season's good. You can go, okay, it doesn't stand alone or it does. But if you enjoyed it, that's really all that matters. I personally really enjoyed it. Watching it, I was like, man, this is really good. I, hope, I, I don't want it to end. I want this to happen or... You're able to kind of see things coming down the lane. You're going, ooh, that's going to be awesome. And then it is. And you feel great. I, I really liked season three, truthfully. Uh, like I said, not as good as season two. I mean, you can't beat bloody tears in the castle in the castle fight. But, you know, there was a lot more action this season than anything else. So I think if you're a Castlevania fan, give it a watch. If you're an anime fan, give it a watch. If you're an action fan, give it a watch. And if you're in it for the titillation, give it a watch. There's no real reason why you shouldn't. We're kind of entering a period where a lot of shows are winding down, so you might as well give it a watch. That's actually where we're going to end it for the day. I know it was kind of a short podcast. I, you know, it's really, the demo for the remake, it was kind of short. It was like an hour long, so there's not a whole lot to say. I don't want to spoil a ton of it. I want you to Give it a play. And Castlevania was good. 
There were, I don't want to spoil a ton of it. It just came out this week. If you want a full review of the entire series, let us know. I'll be more than happy to come back and revisit Castlevania after the appropriate amount of time so we're not spoiling it for anyone. I know a bunch of people who are watching it this upcoming weekend, so I don't want to spoil it for you guys. So, until next time, have a good one. Thanks for tuning into the Gaming and Chill podcast. We hope you liked it. It would be really helpful if, on your given listening platform, you were to leave a comment and give us a rating. For more on the Gaming and Chill podcast, you can visit our website at www.gamingandchillpodcast.com. And from there, you can read anime and game reviews that are not on this podcast. You can also find links to all of our social media where you can follow us. Thank you again for tuning in, and we hope to hear from you soon. Cheers!